tuning in to Book Off Banter. A quick recap of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Book Off Banter. And you can also email us at bookoffbanter at gmail.com. This week, we're going to talk about being a horsey mum and how do we stay motivated. But first, we need a quick catch up. So Carla, have you licked anyone? (laughs) Oh God, I'm never going to live that down. (laughs) The things I just come out with. No, no licking has How occurred. How disappointing. I know, I think a lot of people are. I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of people manoeuvring me and Andrew Nicholson <laughs> together at some point to see what happens. But no, I haven't licked anyone at this week. Um, so um, this week, we are full steam ahead for Kiso on Sunday. <gasps> and I cannot wait. We're back at, just gone, dropped him back down to be 100. Um, I love Kiso. It's a great event. And for that reason, I just can't wait. So I'm really excited to be back out. But not on the horse side, we do need to talk about something which basically had Instagram pretty gripped, which was the story of the ratties. So, well, we sold some metal sheets to a man and he was coming to pick them up and we were moving these metal sheets and we discovered this nest. So I said, look, kids, back inside, get the dogs inside. Let's leave them, see if the mum comes back. We went back an hour later. Mum hadn't come back. My eldest scooped this nest up, ran into the house and went, we have to save them. We have to save them. <laughs> so extensive Googling later, I had to go to the shop to go and buy infant formula. We were looking at all these tips. We phoned a, a wildlife expert. And so basically it discovered that we had to somehow feed these what we thought at that point were mice every two hours with a tiny, tiny paintbrush. My eldest son, CB1, I have to say, it was just amazing to see. So he made this little bed for them and he was warming up this um, this rice in a sock, my husband's socks, <laughs> <laughs> and putting them on. And then he was getting them and he was feeding them with this little paintbrush and they were starting to feed. Um, and the next day we sadly lost one, but we expected to lose that one. And then the others were doing really, really well. And sort of three days later, we went and looked at them. My son had been getting up all through the night and they had hair and there was no denying that they were baby rats. They were not mice. I was like, we are basically hand rearing vermin, the sort of vermin that I spend most of my days <laughs> trying to eradicate from my yard. And now I'm hand rearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sadly, on, on the Monday, we lost them all slowly, one by one. We had one that lasted right until the Tuesday at lunchtime, and then he went to. And we, we actually think that just that time that we left them without the mother got a bit cold or whatever then, and we just weren't going to be able to do them. But, um, and a lot of people were sort of like, well, why, why would you put your son through that? Why would you let him try and hand me rats? But you can't sort of say to a child, you must always be kind to animals. And mm-hmm. then they want to save an animal. And you go, well, you can't be kind to that one. Yeah. You know, no, I agree and, completely. And he, he was really, really lovely with them. And, you know, he, he was getting up. The fun, some of the stuff he came out with was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> the first night he was getting up at two, every two hours. He came and woke me up at six o'clock and said, Mommy, please, can you do the morning feed so I can have some uninterrupted sleep? because I'm exhausted. He also came into the kitchen. I was making a coffee and he came and he went, I'm going to need one of those. These night feeds are killing me. And it was just, <laughs> he sounded like a little old man. He sounded like about 60. So, so if yeah, nothing the, else, it's probably been really good contraception. I'll tell you something. He ain't going to be rushing to be having kids. <laughs> Not a chance. He didn't I even like babies. <laughs> I know. I kept joking with him. I kept going, 
parenthood is hard, isn't it? He's going, you have no idea. No <laughs> idea. The worst of it was these rats we discovered, we Googled, and this, um, they, they can't go to the toilet by themselves. Right. So we were giving, giving them this milk off this tiny paintbrush, and then we were having to, like, get a cotton bud and then wipe their bits with this cotton bud to, like, make them go to the toilet. So basically, because he also is a teenage boy, I was just basically finding these cotton buds on the carpet with basically baby rat shit on. So it was an entertaining few days. We were all exhausted um, because, again, he's a teenage boy, so he can't do anything quietly. So we was pretty getting up in the middle of the night to feed these baby rats and basically waking us all up when he did it. So we were all exhausted. and But we were all really sad as when they died. We were like, oh, baby ratties have gone to the point where I nearly made myself wanker of the week with this one. <laughs> we were sat the other night watching a Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the second one. And in it is a little animal called a niffler. It's a really I cute little furry that. creature that runs around. And this niffler came on the TV and I started crying. Because I missed the ratties. And even Isaac was looking at me like, what is wrong with you, mother? And I was like, I actually really missed the ratties. And my husband was like, I think we more like we had a lucky escape that they, you know, didn't quite pull through, even though despite our best efforts. But yeah, so yeah, I tried to hand me some rats. It didn't work. And then I cried. And you've been emotionally scarred. At least Emotionally scarred by the ratties. Bless them. So that's about you? Short week. <laughs> much, that's much, enough. Much no, this is why I'm having a glass of wine. We're both having a glass of wine tonight, aren't we, Katie? Too? We are. It's Whilst been one of those weeks, actually. It's been one of those weeks. So I had such a lorry disaster. Like, I was so annoyed. I was going to go jumping on the Saturday and the weather, the weather warnings were so bad that Ben was like, are you actually oh, yeah. force us to go out in this? And you are literally going into where the storm is. And I was like, right, okay, I'll, I'll bail. So I was like, well, we'll go on the Sunday. I got up early. And you know, sometimes with competing where you just actually can't really be bothered. Like, yes, I really couldn't be bothered. And then part of me then goes, well, why are we doing this? Why are you wasting all this money if you can't bother? And then the other part of me says, because sometimes you just have to like pay your dues, don't you? You do the mm. boring because mm. if you want to progress, you've got to just... So anyway, I had that like, and I really wanted to lie in, but I dragged myself out of bed, bathed all the horses, loaded the lorry, cleaned the tack, then went to pull the lorry out. I was actually on the phone at the time to my trainer who said, are you going this morning? And I said, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then Ben came and was like, yeah, the lorry, I think the clutch is gone. I was like, oh, no. We're not going now. Oh, no. So I put the sparkling clean horses in the field. Oh, and did they all roll? Yeah, obviously. And it was really minging like clots because obviously it's been raining for like 10 years and we need an arc up here. And then carried all the tack back into the tack room. And I honestly was just like, well, that was the most spectacular waste of time ever. And now, for one like reason or another, I'm not going to get out for four weeks competing, which is not ideal for the horses. But well, by the time that four weeks is out, you'll be gagging for it. You'll be like, won't you? Wanting to go. To be honest as well, I'd had a couple of weeks where I hadn't really jumped at home. And I sometimes do this and I really focus on the flat work and I forget to jump. And mm. I couldn't see a stride. It was like Braille. So it was actually <laughs> just as well that I didn't go because I was riding Belle the day before and I was thinking, Jesus, I've missed again. Oh my God, and again. And I think Belle was like, what's going on up there? Like, yeah, yeah. Planning yeah. on seeing a stride. So in fairness, and I got all of that horsey, like, you just weren't meant to go. You know where horsey people put a positive spin on everything. Yeah. 
you something was stopping you for a reason and once they've had a rest you'll come back better and all those positive like people were messaging me with really positive horsey things and I was like yeah I've said all those things to myself I'm still oh, no. I was just hacked off that I'd got up early and washed all of them. yeah no, that is the thing that annoys me the most isn't it yeah it's crap and then like I've said this before but like they always sell when they're selling show jumpers they go on and on about all the chrome and then I'm what? like yeah it's like it's supposed to be a selling point for show jumpers all the chrome what does that mean it means they've got white legs Except they sometimes say, oh, okay. Oh, and they've only got like three. I've white never legs. heard that in my life. Yeah, it's a stupid show jumper thing. So when I'm scrubbing I'm legs. I put that in my, in my guide for show jumper. I have to <laughs> amend it and put that in. I have to amend it. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm like scrubbing legs, I'm just thinking like, all oh, the bastard chrome. Like, oh, all the fucking shampoo, like, more like it. Exactly. It? Who wants the chrome? I think that must be a little bit of a venter in me. I have no desire because for- I'm I'm really old fashioned, and there's that saying about well, it's white feet, and I move it up to white legs. I yeah. Can't. So um, four white feet keep them not a day. Three white feet send them far away. Two white feet give it to a friend. One white foot keep it to the end. Have you never heard that? Yeah, but I've heard a totally different one. Oh. One white foot buy a horse. Two white foot try a horse. Three white foot look well about him. Four white foot do without him. So basically the same thing, yeah, but just in reverse. But the, the gist of it is, keep the white legs to a minimum. Yeah, because too much shampoo. And shampoo's not too cheap. Too much shampoo, all the chrome. Keep that all your, all your chrome. Like when I see the adverts, I'm like, chrome? Stupid. Yeah, I've never heard that saying before in my life. I'm going to be saying it all the time now. I'll be out <laughs> eventing, I'll see some of the white legs. Oh, you got all the chrome there, haven't you? They'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> they'll be like you're not one of us you're not an inventor you can't no, wear tweed any, i know like there was any doubt when i turned up in my trainer boots <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would finish you right off those trainer no, boots those trainer boots talking about all the chrome they'll be like Actually, i'm like a hybrid aren't i all the bad things in every sport <laughs> <laughs> all the bad things those trainer boots i have to say i did a poll on instagram they didn't come out well did they <laughs> 71% <laughs> which is a fairly a fairly strong result in 71 where are those other 29 where well, are they are my they people? are with you in your trip they, they are my people exactly I'm gonna start I'm gonna start a little gang with them we're gonna be walking around in our trainer boots yeah right <laughs> love them where are those I'm gonna fist bump them on hey they're my people so yeah. anyway we digress we have digressed we do digress mm, um so our first topic for this week is in honour of Diary of a Wimpy Eventer uh, announcement. My darling Vic Brandt, <laughs> who has announced finally today her pregnancy. Yeah. And she's 20 weeks pregnant and she is about to embark into the wonderful, slightly terrifying world of being a horsey mum. Mm. And I kind of think... There's some truths that she needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. And I think if people had told me this sort of stuff, I think I probably would have just stayed trying to hand me a rat and not <laughs> having children because it's tough. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. It's wonderful too, isn't yeah. it? It is, but... but- it is like splitting yourself into a thousand pieces and yeah. it's not enough. And feeling inadequate in every bit that you do. Don't yeah. you? You're throwing yourself like, around. 
horseman guilt is a major thing. Yeah. And then mum guilt is a major thing. Yeah. It's literally like if you were one of those people who wanted to go on a lot of forums, you will be told that you are sucking in every single aspect of your life because you're always wrong when you've got a horse and you're always wrong when you've got a kid. Basically, you're just always wrong. Yeah. And about being wrong. Yeah. And I also think as well that the problem also sometimes with being a horsey mum, and one of the reasons is the fact that there's this little bit of competitiveness, isn't there, in, the, yes. in it? And not, and I'm not even talking about pony club arms because they are a law unto themselves. Another level. Women. Another <laughs> level. We're not, we ain't going there. No. But I'm kind of thinking, like, so if you talk about sort of oh, being pregnant around horses, like, oh, well, I rode until I was such and such weeks. I was still jumping. Mary King, when we were in badminton, when she, Mary King, and you're just like, it's not a set rule. And I found with me, I got back on very quickly with both my children and I actually think I would have been better off waiting because it did me no favors at all getting back on but there's that little bit of competitiveness I mean you all hear the ones like oh well I had a baby and on the way home from the hospital I rode six horses and mucked out eight stables you're like oh good for you I I was walking around with an emergency section ice pack between my legs because I felt like (laughs) I've been oh did you yeah and you had I, an emergency section. Yeah, and I really remember, um, you know, you remember like funny things. The girl who was working for us at the time and helping us out, I had asked her to, um, to help me with the horses a bit more because I was really struggling. And she had said that, oh, well, such and such um, said that this girl was back on a horse two weeks after a section and was absolutely fine. And it put me under so much stress because I'm someone that will always push yeah. themselves. And so then I felt like yeah. oh, I'm being pathetic. But actually what turned out was I had like a raging infection in the wound. So I was really oh poorly. But I felt like I was yeah. failing because I wasn't back yeah. on course. And I'd ridden, I had ridden right the way through. I'd ridden until I was overdue. But yeah. then when I got back on after having the section, Belinda... How the hell did you get off? I had to swing my leg over the front. The way. Every time I tried to... Yeah. And yeah. slide off her like a slide. I only rode Belle. I didn't ride any of the others. And also, towards the end, were you not having to get off and go to the toilet like every three seconds? No. That's no, weird. Not. Like, no. I, I don't really... I hardly ever go to the toilet. Like, I really just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the toilet. Although writing does give you a pelvic floor. Stick. I tell my friends this all the time. If there's a trampoline, I'm on it. Even though I've had two kids and I go to everyone, watch me, I've got a pelvic floor of steel. I can go on a trampoline and I never wee or anything like that, you know, post-childbirth, I am. I think I kept Henry in though. That was the problem. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Your pelvic floor of steel. Yeah. So, yeah, but I rode Belle. I remember I was back on her four weeks after and she just kept doing flying changes all the time. And it was because I was so, so unbalanced and wobbling all over. Yeah, it does she those favours, doesn't it? changes, like, why is she doing that up there? And I was nearly yeah, getting yeah. thrown off with every yeah. change that she did. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, it absolutely ridiculous. There was no need for it at all. No need for it at all. Just be a bit kinder to yourself, isn't it? The funniest with me was I'd had Isaac before. Um, and I'd had uh, this horrifically long labour with Isaac. And then um, my horses were on DIY livery. And I was up in the evening and I was poo picking my field. And I was, you know, that really pissed off you get towards the end. And mm. I was poo picking. And the girl that um, was in the field next to me said, oh, my goodness, you know, look at you out here. I was like, don't even talk to me. 
I'm so sick of being pregnant, like proper exorcist style. And she was like, oh, okay, all right then. And went back in my house and I was like, and I was like really stomping around the house. And now my back hurts. My husband, and I said to my, my back hurts. My husband, don't suppose you're in labor. No, I know it's coming and going, but it's not labor. I've done this before, you know. And he's like, I don't know, it's coming and going. I think maybe you should go and be, I'll go and be checked out. Didn't even take my bag, did I? I was like, no, I'm not taking a bag. I'm just going to be checked out. Um, my recorded labor was an hour and a half and we were actually home to go and do my horses the next morning. And so I wrapped Oscar up, um, very much. And I took him up in the pram and my, my husband was, I didn't just abandon him my husband <laughs> add in a pram. My husband was around and the same girl that had seen me the night before poo picking walked <laughs> up and she was like, are you absolutely kidding me? And I was like, no, I've had a baby. And she was like unreal because she'd seen me in this very heavenly pregnant state the night before so yeah there oh, is a little the bit of that isn't right there? there like sorry I that's the dream I got induced because he refused yeah. to come out I think he was planning on living in there till he was 18 um <laughs> so I got induced and I they told me that Ben wasn't allowed to stay unless I was in yeah. active labor and yeah. We live an hour away and I kept thinking, oh, if he's got to drive home and then back, that's such a chew for him. So I was determined. So I was running and doing star jumps and I was running up and down the stairs and the nurse Oh my goodness. Never seen anything like this girl. She's an actual lunatic. But yeah, then I went into labor. I was determined. I was on a mission. That was happening. But Henry was the most bloody awkward child ever. He yeah. refused to sleep ever. He hated with a vengeance prams. And I had been one of these people who was very like, the baby will fit in with me. We will oh, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous we will have a routine. <laughs> like, I will ride my horses and the baby will yeah. sleep in the pram whilst I yeah. ride. Because why would the baby not do that? Like, yeah. it will get fresh air. It will be an absolutely idyllic life for the baby. Yeah, absolutely. like fuck you, I yes. don't sleep. So that was... And the they always used that. to wait, didn't they? They'd wait until you tacked up, and then you'd what? They'd be asleep, you tack up, they'd be asleep, walk them to the arena, still asleep, yeah, this is great, I'm going to get right. Get on, do one lap, and then they wake up and scream like their world is ended. And I you're like... I didn't get to do that. I wouldn't have even oh. tacked on the horse. Henry used to, his back would touch the pram, and he would just be like, ah! Oh, and that no. would be relentless and people tried everything like oh yeah soft with him just leave him oh no anything you tried that's what he did so i went from being this person who's like well i'm just going to continue competing oh you will see me out here you know just carrying on with my normal life to someone who did absolutely nothing for two years just basically did you just sit around in your dressing gown yes i was a hermit crab love it do you know what I think when you have a baby, even if you're a horsey mom, sitting around in your dressing gown, eating cake, very much underrated. I think let's stop trying to be competitive and worrying about getting back on. Think, I feel like I've been kicked in the nunny by a horse, <laughs> let alone, I don't, maybe you're not so much for you because you did something a little bit different. But for me, I, yeah. I was walking like John Wayne and I'm like, why am I even thinking about getting on the horse? The kids, the baby don't want me to get on the horse. Let's just lie around in our dressing gowns, eat some cake, drink some tea, stay in the warm and the dry. And the watch, horse doesn't give a shit. Watch daytime TV. 
Yes. Yeah. Now we've got Netflix now. Get all them box sets on Netflix. Start as you mean to go on. Slummy as hell. Exactly. No matter, you might think you've got the best standards in the world, but if, if you've got horses, then standards are going to slip. Yes. They're going to say, I mean, we always laugh about the time when Oscar was quite little and I decided in my, I breastfed both my children for quite a long time, actually. I did. And like years and years and years. <laughs> Again, I thought he was going to be 18. Is. I might have had to go on his first date with him. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Why I did it? I'm bone idle. <laughs> the thought of oh, sterilising sterilizing bottles i'm like you can shred my nipples to bits i am sticking with this because i am not going down that sterilizer yeah i was exactly the same and i breastfed for a long time and i went to a one day event and um, oscar was thirsty so it's like oh boobies so games and boob and then got on and i was very close to my dressage time so i literally had to get on and trot into the arena and i'm trotting down the center line and now i realized i hadn't put my boob away so although I had my I, I had my jacket on, so I don't think the dressage judge could tell. But Maybe I was very you were trying to get more better score. But a little bit lopsided. <laughs> but trust me, I was very much aware of my left boob wafting around, and I was like, "This is probably the worst, one of the worst experiences. It's not a pleasant experience. Don't try it." No, I'm topless not... dressage is not for anybody. Most certainly not for me. <laughs> Being a horsey mum is it's good fun though. There's, there's parts of it which are hilarious, aren't there? You know, yeah, like I the boob out. It is. It's like a mix of horror and comedy. Yeah, and as they get a bit older, it gets a lot more fun. You know, mucking out takes about eight hours because they yeah. come to help you. And um, it's you know. all clean on the muck trailer. And I'm like, oh, Daddy is going <laughs> to have a nervous breakdown because the shaving spill is already quite high and we are quite <laughs> So, white, that's white. Get it? And he's like, no. <laughs> Dirty. You feel like some sort of awful, like, person from, I don't know, what these movies that you see, and they're like, that is brown, that yes. is dirty, <laughs> that is white, that is clean. And then this poor two year old child going, I just want to use my spade, mum, yes. you know what I mean? Come, I want to use my mini wheelbarrow, calm down. So, and it's um, a bloody thug as well. So, we are going through those little plastic kids' shavings forks, we yeah. are going through those like I go through cake. The child braise everything with it and then goes, ah, oh, it's got no prongs left. I'm like, well, no, because you've smashed everything with it. There's another one I'm going to have to buy. She's, yeah. He's got no finesse. No. <laughs> Putting the wrong kind of shavings on the market. Yeah. And um, groom, let me tell you. I know. I, we always laugh about both my kids at school now. And I need to quit cross-country school for a competition. And I had this bright idea of, taking them to school with the horse in the back in the horse box <laughs> dropping them off and then going straight onto the cross-country school place and I created because uh, obviously outside of school parking <laughs> is at a minimum isn't it um, and somebody in a horse box takes up a lot of room yeah. so I pulled up and then I had to do about a thousand point turn got stuck <laughs> nobody could get it I caused utter carnage to the point now where people still say to poor Oscar at that school, they go, do you remember that time your mum come and dropped you off to school? And He's probably going to be in therapy for that, you know, in years. Know. You can see him thinking, you ruined my life already <laughs> with that bloody horse box. But they, they love it. And um, yeah, we so have you got with, um, I fell off and I actually fractured my skull. But, um, nice. Yeah, uh, as you do. 
but I didn't realize that I had. So yeah. I fell off, I got back in the horse box and it was only when I bent down to take my spurs and my boots off and I had like yellow fluid pouring out of both oh. muscles. And I was like, well, that's quite a strange thing to happen. So I said to Ben, do you know, it's really strange. I've got yellow stuff pouring out my nose. And he was like, mm, I might ring my dad. who's a GP. He said, I might ring him and just see what he thinks about it. And Ben's dad was like, eh, let's just take it to the hospital. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, how are we going to manage this? Like, cause you've got the horses in the horse box and we've got Henry. And so I said, right. Okay. Look, just drop me off at the nearest hospital. I'll keep Henry with me. Oh no. Yeah. And Henry obviously was a nightmare, like I've said. So I will take probably the equivalent of the early learning center to try and keep yeah. the child entertained. <laughs> so I traipse in to the local hospital, carrying Henry on one arm, who I think was probably about two and a half. And I had like a massive holes all of toys on the other arm, went up to the um, receptionist and she said, what's wrong? Like, what are you here for? And I said, I think I've maybe fractured my skull. <laughs> um, and she was like, right okay <laughs> she's like do you want to go and sit in a room or something and I was like yeah okay then right come on Henry like glugging oh, no. so, so yeah people don't understand horsey mums do they no non-horsey mums don't get it my pri- like my primary concern was well how are we going to wrangle this so Henry doesn't kill someone so the well yeah the person who's doing the x-ray had to amuse Henry yeah, we, I, I've done that. Yeah, whilst sorting me out. And I was just like, yeah, he screamed most of the time. She was like, I was like, yeah, he does that. Don't worry, it's not you. It's just, this is not, nothing personal. No, nothing just personal. Like, he's just, he's just like, <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh my goodness. So yeah, you um, definitely, it dials the crazy to a whole new level. And oh yeah. We, um, a couple of years ago, I was going to Kiso. I was doing some, uh, some training there and I, took, I had to take both kids with me. And quite usually when I do this, I say, yeah, let's go and buy some snacks. Because snacks are key, aren't they, yeah. to keeping a 100%. child happy. Let's go and buy some snacks. And so we went and we bought the snacks. And then there were these big bottles of LucasAge and they were on special offer, two for the price of one. And so we bought these two bottles of LucasAge and left. And then we, we were drinking some other stuff as well. Drank this one bottle of LucasAge and then my boys needed a wee. And the good thing about having boys is, they're quite easy to go to the toilet. You just need something that can store the urine in it, like a bottle, like perhaps a LucasAid bottle. <laughs> so we were driving together and they were basically what started as an emergency thing. So, oh, I need a wee. And they use this LucasAid bottle. Turned into perhaps like a personal challenge. And they had to fill this LucasAid bottle with urine, which they did. Kind of proud of them in a way. And then when we got there and I needed a drink, and I realised we had these two bottles of Lucasade that looked identical. Oh one full of little boy pee and one full of Lucasade. It was like, it was like the worst game of Lucasade roulette you've ever seen in your life. Which, what will I get a swig of? Will I get a swig of Lucasade or warm piss? What's going to happen? Who knows? So, My twin cousins actually did that to each other. So one of them got up in the what? night yeah, and didn't want to go downstairs to the toilet. So he peed in a glass. And then the other one woke up in the night and thought it was apple juice and drank the whole glass. And then in the morning said to his mum, who left that glass of apple juice? And she said, we didn't have any apple juice. And the other one was like, uh, that was me. <laughs> oh my God. Some people say it's good for you. So I don't know, but they're weird. They're I'm not going to be trying that. So anyway, darling Vic. Good luck with that. <laughs> 
<laughs> we hope we haven't put you off. <laughs> I'm sure we haven't. I mean, it's been so positive. Everything that we've got to say is so positive. It's just been about, I mean, we've, we've advocated learning dressing cans and eating cake. Yeah. And What's then the fun starts with Lucas A. Droulette and <laughs> fractured skulls. And it's all fun and games. But you have your own little fun stories. And do you know something? I always think to myself, I think it is tough and it is hard. But there's the funny things and I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. I say that now because I'm sat in a room separate from them. Yeah. I've got to walk back in in a minute and they'll start fighting and I'll be like, oh, I just want to live on my own. <laughs> so, um, No, it is yeah, the best. Like, it is the best. And when Henry will, you know, when I come out of a round and he'll say, mommy, you did so well. I'm so proud. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. And I think, oh, that's so, so, because he genuinely is over the moon. Yeah. And, Sometimes, like the other day, him and Manny, I just found them having like a snuggle. And yeah. I just, oh, that's oh, so cute, isn't it? That's really, really lovely. Like, there are I have so a bit many a, amazing moments. I have a bit of a problem with Vince, is if there's a child around, he just sidles up to them because he's so used to my He's like a little giant <laughs> Labrador anyway. He loves a cuddle from a child. So, if there's a kid and he's quite a big horse, you know, he <laughs> sidles up to them, like, love me. And then sometimes they're like, oh, I don't know, you're rather large. But, you know he he loves because kids they, they're just so loving aren't they the, the, yeah. kiddle, the, the kissing and the cuddling and stuff like that so it My is great henry, seeing the other day we um henry likes to ride his bike round and round the stables yeah and Prem really doesn't like that and i yeah. keep saying to him like you've got the whole farm and she's only got in front of her stable so you're yeah. wrong so she pulls faces at him so the other day he said to me who are you catching and i said prem and he said oh not her and i said what's wrong with prem and he said she's not a kind girl and I said, she ain't. so me being me i was shouting in the field oh you are a kind girl aren't you prem? you are a kind girl and henry stand behind me shouting did you have a kind girl <laughs> But did, did Prem answer back in a voice? Yes, I am a kind girl. I am a kind girl. And Henry was shouting, you're not premonition. You're not a kind girl. You don't like it when I ride my bike and that's not kind. Oh, that's poor, poor. I'm on Henry's side here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bless him. I know, he's so stern. He gives them like pep talks. Like he asks them, <laughs> how old are you? You should know better. You shouldn't behave like this. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing in the world is? There is a moment that every mother hates and it's when they see their child telling off something and they're using your voice yes. and manners and you're like, oh my Do I God. Say they tell yeah, like yeah. I caught, I've caught the kids telling off the dogs before now and it's basically me telling off the dogs just from the child. And I'm yeah. Like, God, do I sound like that when I'm telling somebody off? So I think we've well and truly covered the joys of being a horsey <laughs> mum. <laughs> I think before we terrify Vic and she keeps her legs crossed. Oh, yeah, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. We need to move on to how do we stay motivated? Yeah. Because you are the same as me. Yeah. So you are on oh. your own. You're not on a yard. And I think actually being on a yard because I have been on a yard several times and I've also been on a yard quite recently with Vince and it is easier I think to be motivated on a yard if it's a good yard and you're surrounded with like-minded people yeah but I think sometimes when you're on your own it can be a little bit harder yeah to stay I agree. motivated I love my house and I love how I keep my horses um but obviously I don't have any facilities so I don't have an arena an all-weather arena uh, my stables are part built 
and I don't have a track to them yet. So through the winter in particular, I have to walk across a muddy field to get to my stables. So, you know, sometimes it just gets really, really tough. And I don't know if it's the same for you. You kind of like, it becomes a bit of a drag sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're obviously, we're in Northumberland. So we are, we, you know, get some pretty extreme weather. And my arena is built on the top of a hill. And sometimes when it's sideways rain and wind, mm. And you do just think, why am I doing this today? Yeah, yeah. It is hard. And it, I think it's always that internal battle, isn't it? Of, is this yeah. a hot, like, why am I doing this? It's a hobby. Do I have to do this? Yeah. But then if you want to get results, I do have to do this. And I've, I feel like I often, especially in the winter, will have those internal debates. Um, yeah. What do you think about, do you find like competition motivates you? Do you need to be yeah. competing? Yeah. I, I love competing um, you know and com- I, I say I love competing I go through all the inner turmoil that everyone does before a competition I'm not good enough I shouldn't be here these yeah. jumps are too big I'm never gonna get around I go through that every it usually starts about three days before but I find that competing for me is uh, it's fantastic that is the best thing for motivating me I've got a great trainer the other thing for me at the moment, which I adore, is I have, um, there's a group of us that train. We have a little group, a little, um, it's a messenger group that was put together. And we all share results on there. And we're all like, yeah, well done. And oh, I did this today and I did that today. And then we book lessons together. So for example, oh, that's this a really morning, good idea. I, yeah. So for example, this morning, three of us have met, met up and we've had a lesson with our trainer, Sharon. And it is, that is incredibly motivating because if I'm feeling a bit down, I'm like, oh, don't want to ride, don't want to ride. And then ping, 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 a few messages come through on that. And then you suddenly think, oh, well, they're doing this, they're doing that, maybe I should get out. And a lot of the time with motivation, it is just taking that first step. Yeah. And then when sometimes you ride, we, it's never that bad. Like, oh, it's never. you know, it's minging rain and then you just think, oh, I can't be bothered. And then you get on and yeah. It's not that bad. I'm a bit wet. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And sometimes you have to change the plan slightly. But I think that, like you say, it's just like you say, taking the first step. I remember um, when I was doing my marathon running, um, I went to a talk by an ultra marathoner. Mm-hmm. She was the most inspiring person I've ever talked spoken to. Because I was someone asked her. They said, "How do you get your head around running a?" She was like running a hundred miles. This woman. How do you get your head around running a hundred miles? And she said, "Because you don't think of it as being a hundred miles." She said, "For me." It's one mile that I run a hundred times. And when she said that, I was like, that's kind of crazy to think like that. But then I thought about it and I thought, if you suddenly think to yourself, oh God, I've got to go out. I've got to tack up. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But sometimes all you've got to say to yourself, I'm just going to tack up. I'm just going to go through a hack around the block. I'm going to do 10 minutes in the school. I'm going to do whatever. And then you break it down to that. And before you know it, you're actually enjoying yourself. Because yeah. that's why we ride at the end of the day, isn't it? You enjoy yourself. Like, oh actually it's not that bad out I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that you know so yeah I don't know I think there's two ways of getting motivation yeah there's no, internal motivation I'm gonna use that for my yeah. great north run oh yeah you've got that coming up soon yeah yeah let's not talk about that it's terrific I can't even cope oh, okay it's, it's okay it'll be fine um yeah it's only 13 miles it's one it's mile that you run 13 times and a half apparently someone said to me the other day yeah, I was whinging on 13. about it being 13 they said it's 13.6 and I said no. why are you making it yeah worse? it's a little bit over yeah did I sound like I was good with 13 why did you have the 0.6 like there was no <laughs> kick me while I'm down yeah oh sorry um it's it's really good fun you'll enjoy it I think um but yeah but motivation motivation is a, a weird thing and it ebbs and flows and I think the worst thing is 
is a lot of the time social media doesn't help because we it's like I know everyone's always so up on it yeah this is great this is great and very rarely people go actually I feel like utter shit at the moment I can't be asked to ride I'm really struggling it feels nice to feel that you're not alone you know for me I'm actually not I don't really struggle with riding I know we, we do it because we love riding motivation isn't my road my motivation I, I lack my motivation other things so like tack cleaning and yeah. and shit like that and just like grooming I can be really lazy with that because I'm less motivated to do that but I did not grow up in a horsey family I, you were the same weren't you same. and my parents didn't particularly want me to be horsey they had yes. um pre, you know they, they were like oh we don't want you to I begged borrowed and stole rides all my life up until um I got my own job and I could afford to pay for my own horse that was literally how my life was and then sometimes when I feel down and I think oh god I don't want to do this oh I'm so fed up of having to walk through this mud to get to my stables I give myself a real check and I go do you know something if you could go back in time and tell that nine-year-old girl who was desperate for a horse that one day not only would she have one horse she'd have four and her own stables yeah and a horse box if you could go back she would shit herself with excitement at knowing what the future held so stop being so pathetic and thinking about what you haven't got and be happy about what you have got and then I kind of feel that it lifts a little bit don't you yeah I'm quite I think a motivated person with the horses probably not in other areas but with the horses I am quite I but then I think that can be a downside as well because I almost think of it as a job and I will yeah that I suck the pleasure out of anything because yeah I will say well I have to ride that one today it doesn't matter if I want to yeah that's that's on the chart to do so that is what gets done yeah and I had a major major meltdown um probably about six months maybe a bit less ago yeah so I couldn't even write a blog I had started to and I couldn't even write about it because I had had an absolute breakdown so yeah. I'd gone to a show and it hadn't gone well and it hadn't even gone that badly I hadn't fallen off nothing no. drastic had happened but we were trying we'd been trying some bits out with Manny for a little while and it just kept going wrong he wasn't happy in these new bits and so he jumped a bad round and then pancake went in and jumped a bad round and I just really like calmly I got back in the yeah. and I just said to Ben okay that's enough now yeah and he said what do you mean and I said yeah that's enough I'm done I can't do anymore no and he was like oh you know like you're, you're so yeah, 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 yeah. but he said after like a little while he said I was like no no she's actually thought this through like yeah, I said, I'm going to yeah. keep two mares but I'm not going to compete anymore I'll just play about and I just I'm done I'm not competing I can't cope and I didn't ring my trainer because I knew that she would talk me yeah. out of it and I didn't yeah. want to talk out of it I said to him like I going back to the horsey mum thing I won't have a second baby at the minute because I'm too invested in the horses right now and I've got good horses and, yeah. and I just said Every single decision that I make in my life is focused around these horses and focused around trying to get where I want to be. And I'm tired, Ben. I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm not good enough to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I've had enough. And so the next day, my trainer rang and she said, how did the show go? And I, I started to cry. And I said, yeah. I'm done. 
I just yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Um, I'm not, it, it wasn't a really bad show, but no, I, think no, I no. just got to a stage where I've accepted I'm not as good as I would like to be. I don't mm. have the money to do, you know, to go and buy a ready-made schoolmaster. And I just think that's enough. I'm tired. I'm tired yeah. of the knockbacks. I'm tired of the setbacks. I'm tired of the trying to look on the bright side and I can't anymore. And I literally, I was on the phone to for about an hour and a half, like snot, tears. Yeah. Oh. The whole yeah. shebang, super attractive. Um, okay. And she was amazing. Trainers, trainers see that though, don't they? Every day. They yeah. must see that from, because they're, they're not just trainers, are they? Oh my time. God. They're counsellors too. That. She said, I'm like your bloody yeah. therapist. Yeah. No, mine is totally. Sharon is totally. She, she gets me and she understands it. And it's, she it, was incredible to me. Like yeah. She was, and she actually said, look, I think you underestimate how difficult pancake is. And she mm. said, I'm going to take him for you for a little while. Um, yeah. And I'm going to try and help you with him. And well, she that's did. Nice. And with Manny, I had a real think about it. And, you know, we, we went back to a bit that we'd used a long time previously. And, yeah. And I kind of, but I, for a day, I didn't get out of bed. Yeah, like, I no. didn't eat. I didn't get out of bed. No, um, my motivation. I always say this about it, um, it's not just for me. My motivation. I I think, and I think this is true for so many horsey people. My actual mental health is so entwined in horses. Hundred percent. If if my horses are going well, yeah, or not going well. Not not even just need to be going well. Just need to be happy and healthy and good. I can cope with so much yeah. more that external so shit then as soon as something starts going wrong with the horses or I have a bad show or a bad competition, everything else is magnified a million times. And I don't think horsey people understand that. I don't think people that aren't involved with horses appreciate what effect a bad show or a bad ride or a bad lesson actually has on our mental health. And I said that sounds really crazy using the word mental health, but it is true because I have thought about this quite severely and I have thought, and also there's other things that particularly when you're feeling a bit run down in other areas of your life, how much horses can help you with that. Yeah. So it, it sort of, Actually, about, I did but, that the other day, like I was in a really bad mood. A few things had gone wrong and I went yeah. out and I put my arms around one of the horse's necks. Yeah. And I love when you like snuggle into that shoulder. Yeah. And yeah. I literally just felt my shoulders just drop about a foot. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes we were talking about motivation. Maybe sometimes we need to stop going, oh, let, let's stop thinking about motivation to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I, I still harp on about this. I want to get to two star. I want to get to two star. I'm, I'm so motivated to do that. But also sometimes the motivation should just be going outside and appreciating them and giving them a hug, having a sniff because yeah. that smell is just beautiful and just that sometimes just accepting that some days that's enough instead yeah. of going today I need to go out and ride the best I've ever ridden today I'm just going to go well, out the more pressure them. that you put on yourself the yeah. more probably you are likely to have like a, a bit of a breakdown when things aren't going how you feel that yeah go and I think like in all areas of life I'm probably a control freak and I'm a perfectionist and so that obviously clearly would then go. No, you're horses. not. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would know, never have said that. <laughs> um, And I think it was that moment of constantly trying to pick myself up, and I just was like, "Do you know what? I can't control this. 
I can't be perfect no. at this. So I don't think I can do no. this. And then you have to be no. like, actually, and actually my trainer, so she was fantastic that day. And then the next day she rang me and I was still determined I was giving up. And she yeah. said, um, she'd gone to a show that day. And I said, how did it go? And she said, oh, it had a, one of them had a couple of faults. Do you know, I think I might just give up because what's the point? <laughs> and that was uh... I feel like, yeah. And I still, I don't feel that bad about having the breakdown. And for a while I would no. talk with her and every time I would ring her, I would say, don't worry, I'm not going to cry and have a meltdown. Yeah. But actually I've ridden since I was eight and mm. I have never once, when something hasn't gone my way, I have never once wanted to give up. But sometimes no. I think the pressure that I put on myself. Yeah. It's, it is the pressure you put on yourself, isn't it? It is overwhelming. It, and then when it's, it's for us amateur riders, yeah. for us amateur riders, there's, there is no pressure. The no. pressure we create is all our own doing. Yeah, 100%. It is all our pressure that we put on ourselves. And actually knowing that is, it's quite liberating in a way. You can yeah. go, no one else actually gives a shit what I'm doing. So well, I was crying to her. Like, <laughs> I just feel oh I'm my God. you down. And she said, I did this. you let yeah, me I did down. This. Like, yeah. why are you letting me down? And I said, because I just I did this after... so much better. She was like, no. I, I did this after that. Buckminster. Vince, it's when Vince had decided he was, he was basically telling me he didn't want to jump off, jump off drops because his feet were hurting. And I phoned my trainer and it didn't even occur to me that the ring was slightly different. She was on holiday in Portugal <laughs> and I did the snot, I did the snotty tears cry. And I said exactly the same thing. Oh, I'm letting you down. And she always says that. She was because you're not ever, ever letting me down because if you're still going out there doing it, you're never letting anybody down. You'll feel like you're letting yourself down. That's fine. But as long as you learn from that. But I mean, I, not to harp on about, I have no facilities, but not last winter because I finally got a grip of myself. But the winter before was really wet. And I was um, trying to exercise two horses before work. So I was getting up about four in the morning, riding in the dark with a headlamp um, on, on an airfield that we've got at the back of our place, mucking out, getting them out in the field, getting someone to bring them in. And I was doing, and then I was coming home from work and I thought, do you know what I'll do now? I'll do the run every day January challenge. So I was running every single day as well. And I and two kids, I've got a job. Um, I was abs- I absolutely stacked all the stuff on myself. But and I was training and I was doing so much. And then I got to March when the event season started, and everyone else was talking about how excited they were. Yeah, the event season started. And you know what you just said before? All I could think of was, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm so tired of this. And actually to go into the season feeling yeah. tired, that's never going to end well. But it was, I didn't realise how that had affected me until it started going to shit in sort of June and it went spectacularly to shit. And then I was kind of like, do you know what? I was knackered before I even started. Yeah. So where did I think this was going to go? And, um, you know, and like sometimes like you had your breakdown, you take a step back and you go, do you know what? I put too much pressure on myself. Let's just chill out. Yeah. So motivation can be saved. If you're feeling down in the dumps and you don't want to ride, it can, it, it's just temporary. It's just a blip. Knowing Every- that everybody else is doing the same. And they might not yeah. be talking about it on Instagram, but oh, yeah. they have 100%. And I didn't, I wanted to post about it. And so I kind of did it really short. Like I did an inspirational quote, which had said something like... Um, an inspirational scrote, I think you'll exactly. find me call it these days. <laughs> It said something like, you know, you may see me fail, but you'll never see me quit. And I was just like, yeah, that couldn't be further from the truth. And that, (laughs) 
And I, cause I wanted to say to people, this is what's happened. But I was so down that I couldn't even address what had happened. Mm. Mm. But, you know, within probably two months, I was back and I was jumping bigger than I'd ever jumped before. And it was yeah. just being yeah. a bit kind to myself and going, I'm allowed to have a meltdown and a cry. Do you know what? And I and this is something that I have posted about before is we need to stop being afraid of fucking up constantly because sometimes it is just part of the process. Do you know what? If you just looked on social media, you would be made to think that your life should be wonderful all of the time, 100%. But the fact of the matter is it isn't. It's ups and downs, it's troughs, there's peaks. Sometimes you can be in that trough for a long time and then suddenly you're on top of that peak, even if it's for a short time. But I think you can't appreciate any of those peaks if you haven't been in that trough for a bit. If you haven't wallowed around feeling like shit, thinking, why am I doing this? You don't appreciate how good it can be. My granny would say that. If I said I was having a bad day, she'd say, if you didn't have a bad day, you wouldn't know what a good day felt like. It would all it would all just be a day. Yeah, exactly. It? If you if it was all the same all the time, you'd just be having a day. Nah. Yeah. Let's have a bad day. Let's have a good day. Let's just deal with this shit as it comes along. Yeah. And we definitely have some bad days. <laughs> We've definitely had some bad days, my love. Definitely. But there's always gin. And wine. <laughs> and wine. <laughs> <laughs> and cake. And cake. And dressing gowns. Yes, I am currently wearing a dressing gown. (laughs) I would like to say it's because I have done a run and I am wearing running clothes. And Carla's too distracted by my boobs. I can't help it. She she wears, she's got a great pair. Just trust me, guys. They're very distracting. They're very distracting. (laughs) Right, shall we move on to some questions? Yes. So... I got a question all the way from Sunny. I'm not at all jealous. Dubai. Oh, people in Dubai are listening. I know. So this is, um, do you have any good tips for keeping your legs quiet in rising trot? I am a leg waggler. Oh, I think don't. When I learned to ride, which was like back, we rode dinosaurs, basically. (laughs) That's how we learned to ride. There used to be a thing where riding instructors used to put, and this will even make me sound even older, a pound note between your knee and the saddle. And if that pound note was still there at the end of your lesson, you could get to keep it. Hmm. So basically, that was to encourage us to grip with our knees. No okay. one grips with their knees anymore. No, no. You, no one grips with their knees. That's, that, you don't want to grip. Your, your knees need to be soft. They don't. They. So, so basically, I grew up learning gripping with my knees. And then... So um, to do the wrong thing, basically. Well, it was the right thing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, no, oh, come on. Like, I want all the old people to stick up for me now because <laughs> that was the thing. Anyway, and then I got taught some, a couple of little tips. And bear in mind, you know, this gripping with the knees thing had been... Um, fairly ingrained in me for quite a long time which was basically um although we're taught when we do rising trot to do up and down yeah it's not because it's actually a forward movement and we should replicate that with our pelvis so it should be a small forward movement of the pelvis yeah now you can't do that and waggle your legs at the same time you can't move your pelvis forward and waggle your legs at the same time can you or can you I will try it. I will waggle my pelvis and see where I get. Don't, you don't need to wag- No, no, you, no, no. You move your pelvis. Don't waggle your legs. Don't waggle your legs. The other thing that was helpful for me, particularly instead of thinking about keeping my heels down, which I think is not helpful, I think you should think about drawing them back. And one of the things someone talked to me about, when you rise, 
So you're moving your pelvis forward and then you should think about, as you rise, pointing your kneecaps to the ground. And when you think about that, it keeps your lower leg a lot stiller, which is what we want, isn't it? Yeah. I would... But don't grip with your knees. Tips would be make sure that your horse is forward off your leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if you are having to kick, 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 that's making your job so much harder. So your horse needs to know its job is to stay in the pace it's been put in without you having to remind it every step that it's supposed to be in that pace. Um, Yeah maybe are you you're gonna hate me but maybe do a little bit of no stirrups work and get your core a little bit stronger and then finally i think i'm about to i'm about to walk out i can't <laughs> protest um oh. finally make sure that your saddle is a good fit because i often say to ben that if i had to ride now in the saddles that i probably learned to ride in i would probably do a dreadful job because yeah it makes a massive difference doesn't it if your saddle fits it does it does then you will look a lot better so you can look better with doing no work at all just by having equipment that fits yeah. you and not necessarily yeah. expensive just stuff that really no. suits you. like i know that i'm quite small and i ride quite big horses so i tend to have everything with a really big knee roll because otherwise i get flung yeah. all over yeah that's a fair point very different aspects there. Look at us get some tips. I don't know. know what we're doing. Oh, we're like <laughs> professionals now. <laughs> oh, no, check us out. <laughs> I can't so, believe someone actually asked us for riding advice. I know. This is special. I it's know. It's a moment to be treasured. Yeah, definitely. Look at that. And we answered it really sensibly too. We did. And we we didn't just tell them to do anyway, it. So, forget about it. Ah, just have don't a worry shot. about it, love. We're all wagging our legs. <laughs> Um, so we, I've had a question, which was, if you were given 10,000 pounds, what would you buy yourself? Um, and you're not allowed to say another horse. Oh, well that's rude. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't, that, I'm, I'm not adding that in because that's, that's a, that's a, that's a given. We'd probably end up buying another horse. It's, do you know what it is? I'm such a horsey person. I'm already thinking 10 grand's not enough because I, yes, yes. I, could spend so much more than that um i'd probably think 10 grand could i maybe get another 10 grand exactly yeah like 10 grand is not going to get me the lorry of my dreams which is what i need in my life i mean it's just rude you know i think a lorry you know what i would do would probably buy me a lorry that went over 45 miles an hour maybe a 10 grand would fix my clutch and I could there actually we go. get so you'd to be a done. show. You could go to a show. I could possibly go over 45 miles an hour and hear my radio over the engine. Oh, our radio doesn't work anymore because it leaked through the radio. So now oh. our radio doesn't oh. work. So that's so, right. Anyway, um, do you know what? I've whinged, I've whinged and whinged and whinged and I've suddenly thought what I'd spend my 10 grand on. Okay. A path to my stables so I didn't mm. have to walk through mud. I could have like a really nice path. Hmm. 10 grand i would probably upgrade my lorry i think that's my main i'd love an indoor yeah. i'd love a new lorry both of those are more you're not gonna grand. get an indoor school for ten thousand. maybe i would maybe i would invest my 10 grand wisely no and, that's not like you have to buy yourself something with it i'd probably buy a horse that's, that's why not well why not <laughs> i mean i haven't got time buy to buy it but you know who cares buy another horse and i'd buy myself 
a nice path to my stables. Fair enough. I'd probably finish myself. I'll put a roof on my hay bong because I don't have a roof on that at the moment. And then a path to my stables. And I, I think that would probably change my life. Yeah. So there we go. Please give me 10 grand. I know. No, look at we're both looking really wistfully. Go. We've only had ten pounds. Why is somebody giving us ten thousand? That's made us think about what we could spend the ten grand on, and it's made me feel really bad because I don't have it. I mean, if lots of people even felt the need to send me ten grand, I could spend it all really, like, really easily. It wouldn't be a trouble. It wouldn't put me no, out. Exactly. <laughs> Spending ten thousand pounds, I could, I, I could probably spend ten grand in a day honestly i said to ben the other day what would you do if we won the lottery and he said hide it from you because otherwise i'd still be working for the rest of my life i was like well, that's true, but true that's absolutely true though isn't it that's absolutely true 100 percent. So, so i got another question um which is how often do you rest your horses and what are your views on letting them have r and r so I'm really careful with all of my horses. Okay, Vince is one of life's fat people. Okay, he, he, you know, he's such a good doer. He lives, his field companion is a little laminitic old pony that I have to feed extra hay to because, and he's still getting fat, basically. So he has to work, he works uh, around six days a week. Sometimes life gets in the way and we drop that down to five. So when he's working, he works at... Um, and he gets a good day off. But he lives out um, as much as he can. So from between, I would say, end of March till probably beginning of December, they live out 24-7. Um, they're rugged and they've got shelter before the RSPCA get involved. Um, so he lives a very natural life other than that. So he has a lot of time off. He lives in a little herd. So I think mentally he's kept very happy. But he uh, has to be worked quite hard to keep the weight off. Um, I'm a big fan of holidays for horses. I think that it does them the world of good to have their shoes off, get fat, get hairy, not be groomed, not be washed, not be clipped and trimmed and whatever, and just let them be a horse. And I try to give them all at some stage. I mean, some of my horses have been living their life like this for several years. But for example, the ones that are work, I try to give them about six weeks in one block of them just being a horse a little bit feral yeah and it does them the absolute world of good so when Vince was off recently with his splint um as soon as I could get him out in the field that's what we did he kept his shoes on because I wanted his pads in but he was literally not bathed not brushed a little bit feral a little bit wild a bit wind down it's a bit like us lying around in our dressing gowns he needed that time and I think it does them mentally particularly because if you think competing it's not just about the actual competition it's the traveling and it's the plaiting yeah. up or you choked up a step flat but it's all a little bit stressful for them so i think they just need that time out so i'm a huge fan on holidays for horses i keep them fresh and it keeps them revitalized it's quite an inventor thing that isn't it i yeah i probably work mine less i work mine five days a week they pro- they don't work really hard um i always say it's hard and then everyone else says no it's not they do quite yeah. a lot of canter work though yeah um yeah because you have you showed them you don't like to trot only walking yeah. canter um <laughs> yeah we know that so yeah they they do five days a week and then holiday is something that probably i would never really have done so they would tend oh, to really? have maybe six weeks where they don't compete but they've never really had a holiday until i was speaking to a physio and it was actually a human physio and she had said that she is a real believer in giving four 
or five days of complete rest to allow any mm. little like niggles that you would never maybe see yeah. but are putting their body in distress mm. a chance to heal and I, I thought you know what I never do that and actually yeah. it's not a bad call so probably twice a year they will get a week maybe where they don't do anything mm. but other than that they don't I mean they, they will have quite a long period in the winter just because of where we live the weather's quite extreme yeah and um, they will have quite a long period where they don't compete um and maybe I can't even ride if the arena's under snow but in general they don't get like an eventer holiday where they're allowed to yeah. just be horses and they never they never get to stay out 24 7 um so yeah it's a little All that bit muck it out you're making it hard work for yourself i know yeah, I'm get them out of that field yeah, you don't have to muck out you don't have to muck out when i say i work vince um six days a week one of the things that i do with him is what we call the hard easy principle yeah. so every day of hard you do you follow it up with a day of easy so mm-hmm. if he for example does a hard lesson or a competition a competition would always be followed by a day off yeah same um thing. but a hard lesson not necessarily a day off so if he has a hard schooling session or a jumping session or whatever his next day would be an easy day yeah. so that would be a hack a gentle hack or just some light you know something a little bit gentler um so i try and go hard easy hard easy as much as i can sometimes i have to go hard hard but then that would always be followed by easy easy yeah. so literally everything i do with him is balanced a yeah. hard easy wide just and also it helps us keep them mentally fresh yeah because there's not the you know you don't want them getting stale do you so no i like i'm a massive believer and i don't want them to feel like they're drilled and yeah they they do get if say if they'd been to a stay away for three or four days they would probably get two-day holiday um yeah if they've had a hard lesson or a competition they will always get the next day off yeah and then if it's been really hard maybe the next day will just be a hack um yeah yeah i'm a massive massive believer in letting them have downtime not yeah. pushing them i think you've only got a certain amount of rounds jumps in every horse and i think yeah you've got to preserve that and i've yeah i want them to want to do it and i think if they don't want mm. to do it then i'm not going to be able to force them to do it i'm too small so they have to love the job yeah so that's just it so we give them as much r and r in separate ways but the way to keep them fresh in their job yes so now we are moving on to wanker of the week and i am very very excited to tell you that people have sent us stories it is not just us I know. And can we just talk about this girl that messaged me on Instagram? Yeah. And I think maybe her husband secretly is up there for Wanker of the Week. <laughs> so when we were talking about white lies that people say, we were talking about, oh, maybe we should get horses of the same colour and then our partners would never notice. Yeah. This woman, who I actually am beginning to think is my actual hero, <laughs> owns two horses that are both bay. They are slightly different marks, but they are still bay. And her husband doesn't realise that it's not the same horse. Jeez. To the point, I, this is amazing, right? This To the point where she sent me these two photos of this horse and went, I have both these photos up in my house. So this is two different photos of these two different horses. He does not know it's not the same horse. And I am like, I don't want to out this woman. I don't want to out her. I don't want to give her Instagram handle and whatever. I just want you to know that you are not the wanker of the week. (laughs) You are the hero of the week. Because that, my lovely, is genius work. You are doing good work for horse people there. Well done. (laughs) Now let's move on to the wankers. 
Okay, so somebody sent me a message with what sounds like a day that really is something that you and me would do. I know, so I'm... she said, I didn't check the forecast. Rookie mistake. It's an everyday necessity when you live in Kent because we have our own special, unique, crazy climate. Torrential showers all day. But because I didn't check, I left my poxy jacket and waterproof boots at home. But it gets better. I'm mucking out. It's piss pouring with rain. I look up and I've left the bloody door of my car open after I grabbed a carrot for my horse. I couldn't decide if I should run to the car, minus a jacket and waterproof shoes, to stop my car getting soaked or stay in the dry. So I didn't get soaked. The next chapter of this story will forever be known as the epic day of fails. I decide that I'm going to run and get into my car and just wait the rain out. Not thinking, I leave all my stuff behind in the tack room, and by stuff I mean my phone and my keys. I run like Hussein Bolt to the car, jump in, doing a James Bond-style roll thing, close the door and wait for the shower to pass. It stops, I go to get out, and my door doesn't open. I forgot that my locking is buggered, probably because this isn't the first time I've left my car getting soaked, and you can't open it from the inside. Usually what I do in this case is to open my electric windows and open it from the outside. But I can't do that because there's no keys. And I can't call anyone because oh I've got gosh. no phone. Oh but my God. In my car for the last hour, waiting for someone to arrive at the yard and let me out. I am oh my God. a wanker. My love, you are, I don't know who you are, <laughs> but you are a wanker. Can you imagine turning <laughs> up at the yard and like someone would be like stuck in this car, like banging. Can you get, I can't get out. I've locked, you've locked yourself in your actual car. Yeah, I've locked myself. You'd be like, what the fuck? Are you okay? Are you okay to actually drive this car all the horses would be looking at her like, what? she put herself in a state. What is she doing? Is she locked herself? She's lucky. Okay. Can you imagine? I'm, my mother had coming on here. Can you imagine if the rain had stopped and like the sun had come out? You could be dying. <laughs> <laughs> like a little reason in the car the next morning. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her dying in the car, by the way. I hasten to add you saying that she looked like a raisin. That, it could have this could this story, she could have been not a wanker. She could have been a raisin. She could, could have been awful. Raisin of the week. Maybe we'll have to stop. Well <laughs> maybe we need to move this on. Dried fruit. But seriously, can you imagine they're just turning up and your friend being in the car, like looking out of a little window going, stuck in my car. You'd just piss yourself, wouldn't you? You would. You, and maybe not let her out for a little while. While you, while you just told You just walk around the car a little bit, looking at her. What? What? I can't hear you. Yeah. Get me out of my car. What is what? it that you want me to do? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's been a theme, though, because I had another, another girl who was trying to go out with her friend and she locked herself in her house. So she locked the door, lost her keys in her own house. But then what really made me giggle is she's supposed to be going out to meet a friend and she had to ring her mum to bring the spare key to let her out of her own house. And she said, and now my mum just sends me laughing emojis with a picture of a house and a picture of a key. And my friend just sends me links to the, um, those key fob finders. Oh, she found her keys. <laughs> I she actually didn't out. say that but her mum came and rescued her but obviously is now ripping her relentlessly well you would wouldn't you I once locked myself in my bedroom by accident because we have spinny handles <laughs> I put a hand cream on and went to get out of the bedroom and I couldn't because my hand kept slipping <laughs> and I didn't so I was getting all panicked because I'm stuck in the bedroom so I was banging on the bedroom door my husband came and said What's going on? I can't get out. My hands won't work on the handle. 
So he was like, he let me out. I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be stuck in there for ages. He was like, why didn't you just wipe the hand cream off? I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. I, so- I was a little bit wondering that. I've actually got a cream story as well. Ben trained for Ironman a couple of years ago and he was just about ready to do full Ironman and he had some dry skin on his feet and his mum said, you know what you need? is I've got some really good foot moisturiser. So she lathered his feet in foot moisturiser and Henry decided yeah. that he would have the mother of all tantrums and run upstairs. And he did. And his mum suddenly said, oh, the window's open and their window's like, you could easily fall out. Oh. So Ben raced up the stairs and then as he went to come down, the foot moisturiser, he slipped and basically like levitated, <laughs> landed and broke his shoulder in four places. Oh, I'm not laughing at that. It's I'm laughing at the fact that it sounds really awful this, but the fact that the dry skin caused him like exactly. I think I'd rather have dry skin than a broken shoulder. I think in hindsight, probably his feet were fine as they were. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh god. Oh. All right, so my wanker of the week, which I've got oh, to say, go. I don't think is anything like the standard of these ones that have been sent in. Waited a while for these, but they've come up trumps, haven't they? They have. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we went to a camping party um this weekend and I'd said that I would make some rocky road for the party. We were in a mad hurry. We're always in a hurry. We're always late. And Ben said, well, I'll go down because I'd forgotten to buy the stuff to make it. Ben said, I'll go down and get the stuff. And I was like, no, because I'm a control freak. And I said, I can't, you'll forget things. Like you'll end up with the wrong stuff. I'll have to go after I've ridden the horses. I'll have to go. He said, right, okay. So I went down to the shop and Ben had given me some cash and I just put it in my pocket and put my phone in my pocket, walking around the shop. And then I heard this woman say, I've just found 20 pounds on the floor and you know when you I looked mm. at it and I knew the way I'd scrumpled it I knew it yeah was yeah pounds. so I checked in my pocket and sure enough there's no money in my pocket and I was like oh no so I said oh that's mine but then I felt really self-conscious and embarrassed yeah. because I thought I'm gonna look like as if I've just got yeah. oh, 20 pounds well that's for sure yeah 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 I'll have that, that. Yeah. And what made it more awkward is the guy just straight away said, yeah, yeah, okay, and gave it to me. And then I felt like, oh, that, but I'm like, like, people won't believe that it's mine. And I felt so, yeah. so flustered. I then got home and Ben said, I was unloading the stuff and Ben said, where's the chocolate for the Rocky Road? Oh no, the main ingredient. And I was like, oh, I've forgotten Wanker. the chocolate. So Ben then had to drive back down to the shop to get the chocolate. Should've, you should have just let him go in the first place. Well, I think I've learned a lesson and I am yeah. never going back to that shop because they clearly think that I'm a thief and also yeah. I'm incapable of shopping and doing the most basic of tasks. I once threw £50 out from a cash point, took my card and walked away and left the £50 in it. Oh my God, did that you was clever. That? Yeah, I did actually, luckily. But I kind of, I always, you hear about these people, don't you? You think, what sort of dickhead walks away from, well, obviously me. <laughs> that's the sort of dickhead that does that so my one other than crying at the niffler (laughs) is um i had a lesson this morning to prep for kiso and as part of the end of it we were jumping a course and i started jumping this course and we've been working on we've been working just over single fillers and getting me on looking up and keeping my shoulders back and i started jumping this course and bloody hell it was working 
I was looking up. I was hitting every fence perfectly. Not just one or two fences, can I add, because anyone can do that. (laughs) We got to like seven or eight and I was still smashing this and I thought yes I can do this I am the show jumping queen I have got this this is going great I have got this got to the next fence and missed spectacularly (laughs) Vince obviously got me out of trouble came around the corner to a double and missed again going in Vince basically he's wiggled to give himself a bit of room because I'd made such a mess of the distance in between and I then smashed through the wing of the second part of this fence taking the whole fence with us and then practically fell off so I'm pretty much hanging off at this point and then Vince because he's just he's such a good honest horse there was a, a related distance of five strides afterwards a spread locked on to this spread and I thought if he goes over that I'm a goner. I'm a, I, I, yeah, so I was like literally hanging him out and I had to like literally pull him out of this fence. So basically, I am wanker of the week because I actually thought for a minute I could ride a show jumping round and I got all cocky. Yeah. And basically then started plucking these distances out of thin air. Luckily, Vince was there to save my ass and because any other horse would have dropped me on it. Yeah. He, oh, he was like, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that for actually getting cocky yeah. i am wanker of the week for getting cocky halfway around the show jumping round. so who do we who are we gonna i think do you think this is the first week we've been beaten i think i think number one yeah because i'm still laughing at turning up and seeing someone locked in their car same like clawing desperately a little bit like a yeah. titanic moment yeah <laughs> i yeah less yeah i think and i think do. also legend of the week has to go so yeah. we've got wanker of the week and for the first time ever we've also got legend of the week to that amazing woman that's got the two Imagine. horses and her husband still doesn't know i do have a small confession at this point oh. we will get you a wanker of the week rosette but the company that were going to do the wanker of the week rosettes at the last minute bailed because she said she couldn't possibly be involved in anything with such vulgar language <laughs> Oh my word. I hope she had listened to the podcast. She'd be she'd be <laughs> pursing her lips, wouldn't she? It was shock. She said it was a family run business and it was totally inappropriate. So I had designed the rosettes. They were lovely. I'd we'll, spent quite a long time on them. We'll get so some more. We'll get better ones. I will find you some very spangly, fancy frillies, but you may have a small delay <laughs> because <laughs> they're clearly very offensive. <laughs> So I think that's all that we've got time for this week. Well, you're off on ho- you're about to go and have a holiday. I am. A I'm week so in the sun, drinking margaritas and stuff. In a bikini. I'm not. <laughs> oh, get your bikini on, girl. Good girl. I'm got Kiso. So we've got loads oh, to catch yeah. up on when the we get next back. Time. Yeah, we've next got- time we've got so much to catch up on. So speak to you soon. Yeah, and if you've liked this podcast, can you please share it with your friends? Tell lots of people about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Be so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.